0: You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST ST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. <laughs>
1: Back. This is episode 42 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast presented by Brandon Randini I'm your host, Christian. Find me on Twitter at Christian underscore NYYST. alongside my co host, Chris. What up? Uh, Stack Guy Rise running a little late today, but uh, we, we got to bring in Gardy right away this week because uh, Gardy said that he's got a dinner resies tonight so he doesn't want to miss him and he, did, he wants to do the show after not being able to uh contribute do the show last week, week yeah yeah so we'll uh, we'll do a little preamble but we got to get guardian right away tonight so uh guardian how you doing buddy guess who had two rbis today guys <laughs> i did oh well, it was nice of you to contribute to the team finally
0: been a little cold man i gotta say
1: ice ice cold
0: God, guys, I just walked in here and y'all ripped me apart. I've been here like four times already, man. <laughs> All right, Guardy, let's jump into this right away. We don't want you to miss your di- your dinner reservation. Yeah, speed things up. Where are you going tonight, by the way? I'm going to uh, some some steak place down there in the city. Gonna give me a nice big old steak. I gotta say
2: something. What's that? Every time Guardy's been on the show, or at least scheduled to be on, he's had a he's he was hot. And then he hasn't been here in a week or so. And it's been the coldest he's ever been. But you were the one that said that he usually doesn't play
1: on the days that he's scheduled for the show. I'm just
2: saying throughout the season that he's been scheduled, he's been hot. All right, and well, then he doesn't
1: show up here and he goes ice cold. He had two ribs last uh, this afternoon. so And Maybe. he was scheduled to come on the show. You
0: know? Maybe you're on to something there.
1: <laughs> All right, Guardy. So yesterday, uh, your boy or your teammate there, Gliber Torres, hit his first career homer. You hit yours back in May of 2009. Why don't
0: you tell us about it? Did you, in fact, hit it hard? Uh, I definitely hit it hard. Uh, remember it like it was yesterday. It was down there in Toronto. I did it against this guy, uh, Danny Barnes. He's not even in the league anymore, that guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I hit it down right field line. Took it, uh, took it down there. That was, what, 2009? That was a little little bit of a while ago there.
1: All right, so that's your recollection of your, uh, your first major league home run. That's it. Would you say that Danny Barnes is out of the league because he was so embarrassed of giving up your first home run?
0: That could be it.
1: (laughs) All right, it seems like nine years since you hit your last home run, and it's only been nine years since you hit your first career home run. Man, you guys are just packing the punches today. Oh, you're in a terrible slump. Despite your two ribs today, you're in a terrible slump. All
0: right. Uh, What's going on? Did you stop playing hard? Definitely didn't stop playing hard. I mean, that's that's definitely not something I I would ever do. It's just you know, man, I'm getting old out there, and uh, it's all these young guys are stealing my talent like the damn monsters in the Space Jam movie. <laughs> it's all these young guys. Did you happen to catch uh,
1: Bradley Zimmer jump into the wall today? Yeah, he 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 ran that wall uh
0: pretty damn hard today. Would would that be something a younger guardy would do? Hundred percent. But guess old- what. Old Guard, Young Guard would have caught that (laughs) ball. All right, we don't want your steak to get cold. And you could quote me on that, (laughs) boss. We don't
1: want, (laughs) we don't want your steak to get cold, (coughs) so we'll get you out of here on this. Last night was, um, Star Wars night at the stadium. Is it true that they couldn't find you during BP because you were hiding in Judge's locker dressed as an Ewok?
0: Yeah, I was hiding there. I was hiding there. Me and, uh, me and Ronald Torres was actually with me in there, and, uh. We thought it would be funny to scare Judge. Uh, didn't get the chance to though. Forgot they do that batting practice thing on Friday nights at the <laughs> stadium. So me and Toe, we were sitting in there for about an hour and, uh, yeah, then we had to, we had to get, we had to get our uniforms on. So we never got the chance to scare them, but, uh, you know, maybe next year. All right, Guardy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you know, thanks, and, and enjoy your steak, right, yeah, buddy? Yeah. Keep keep having me back on the show because Chris was on to something there, man. Maybe uh, maybe there's something behind this.
1: All right, we'll see what we can do for you, pal.
0: All right, let's have a good one, fellas. All right, thanks, Guardy. All
1: right, so we got had to get the Guardy report out of the way early this week, so let's uh, let's officially start the show here. Uh, we recorded Thursday night. Yanks just took three out of four from. Uh hey. <laughs> Ryan! <laughs> What's going
3: on, guys? What's up? <laughs> what the hell, bro? Oh, my God. I'm so out of breath. I ran here. My car broke down. Oh, my God. We had to get what Garty out of the way early today. Are you kidding me?
1: He, he had a dinner <laughs> reservation in the city. I'm done. You're never going to... It's never going to work out, is it? <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So, anyway... Uh, nice Yankee one
3: today, though. Huh, yes.
1: Uh, we we're, were just getting to that before oh. you walked in the room Sorry. here. Uh when we recorded Thursday night, Yanks just completed taking three out of four from Houston Astros. And, uh, two days later, here we are. Yanks still continue to play good baseball. It's a true test
2: when a team starts winning and then they have a stretch of games against very good teams like this. And they've made it look effortless. And I wouldn't say it's been no, effortless. No, no, no. I, no, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with you because. Not every win has been, you know, a win that you'd expect where they just go out, they put the team away and it's over. None of them have been easy per se. Not, not most of them, at least of late, but they go out there. They take big leads. Last night they blew a five nothing lead, but what I mean by effortless is that. You knew you just knew that they were going to come up and win that game, and I've never felt that confident in a in a Yankee team that they just weren't going to lose.
1: the final last night was
4: seven six. seven six seven six because they
1: never fell behind, and I said to them, I was saying to myself, watching that game, if they don't fall behind, they'll win this game, and it's funny because Michael Kay said they tried
2: to lose this game twice. And it's a, exactly what I was thinking. Like they were, they were trying to come up with any way possible to lose that game, and they just couldn't. Uh,
1: I'm a little uh, lost for words here. I mean, we've been, I've been talking a lot of Yankee baseball the past four days. We did the pod Thursday, yesterday I previewed the series with our buddy Munch. Yeah. Then today. He calls me up and he wants me on the Indians pregame show. Yeah,
3: that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's so awesome.
1: And now we're doing the pod again today. So hopefully uh, I don't talk Yankee baseball for a few days because it's uh, – I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot of the time now. But, um, yeah, so last night, jump out 5 nothing. Glaber good, first career home run. That was awesome. Judge gets one. Then Sanchez demolishes one. He hits the longest home run hit by a Yankee in 2018. So then, you know, Kay said it, he, he likes to bring this up every once in a while where, you know, the Yankees are up by four or five runs. And he's like, you feel like it's a total domination by the Yankees, but it's only really a five-run lead. And then, bing boom. And then yeah, before you the know it... the second he opens his mouth, it's forget about it. It's 5-5. Five, five, and, uh I mean, uh, you know, if there's one major criticism I've seen, I don't personally... Think it's been bad where I would criticize him for it, but if there's one, but if you ma- had to nitpick, at if there's one major criticism I've seen of Aaron Boone is people are complaining that they don't like his usage of the bullpen. I just don't get it. I, I just don't get that that nitpick. I just don't. All right. So yesterday, CC goes six spectacular innings, six shutout. Again, we just spoke about this three days ago. What this guy's unbelievable what right, do right now. You-
2: <laughs> I mean. I tweeted. it. I mean, the only justification of him pitching like this is that he's truly mastered his craft in 2018. I think he mastered. I, I mean, think over the last couple of years, yeah. he's really been evolving, and he's gotten better and better. But I think in 2018, he's ready to go out there and say, look, this is me. This is This is how I pitch now, and I've mastered this. I've worked so hard that I've mastered this now, and you're not going to hit me anymore.
1: Well, do you think – Somebody brought this up the other day, and you know maybe it makes sense. They might have brought it up last night after the game. Uh, that in 2015, when he took himself off the playoff roster to go get help for his alcohol addiction, you think that now maybe he under clear mind, and you know maybe that was affecting him in those later in those I'm years. I'm sure it was
2: affecting him, but I don't think that that had to do um, with the type of pitcher that he needed to become. It could have been making him stubborn and not want to, you know, come to the realization that he's not the same guy that he used to be. And maybe that was clouding his judgment and, you know, holding him back in that sense. But I think you're just looking at a guy who, who admitted to himself that he's not the same pitcher. He was, you know, back in 2001 to 2010 or 11, whenever he, you know, started to kind of fall off. And he's just a completely different guy now. And he's truly learned how to keep hitters off balance. You know, everyone talks about it a million
1: times. Guys just don't hit the ball hard off of him anymore. I thought he was in the top five in terms of exit velocity against. No, he's number one. one. He's number one. Number one. Number two
2: is Morton, I believe. I believe Charlie Morton was number two. Guys just don't put the barrel on CeCe Sabathia. Hey, listen. He's hitting his spots. That cutter I'm telling you right now, if more guys can master a cutter, there would be a lot more success on the mound. That pitch is so dominant when you can pinpoint it the way CeCe has over these last six, <laughs> five, six games.
1: And then, um, you know, again, nitpicking uh, with Boone's usage of the bullpen. I tweeted this out last night. When people begin to understand that the Yankees are not going to push Sabathia much past eighty five pitches and what did he throw, like ninety-two yeah. last night? You're gonna have a lot less of rational anger in your life because would you not rather take five, six great innings out of CC and just call it a day? But but listen. If he's at eighty five pitches after six innings, why are you I mean, honest, I get what you're gonna say. Why not let him go? No, another no, no. Day? I'm, I'm on board with that. Oh, I was waiting for an argument here. (laughs) Last year, you would have gotten an argument out of me,
2: but Boone was transparent this year. Boone said right off the bat what he was going to do with these guys, whether it be his decision, upper management, management's decision. I don't know. I don't care, but I didn't expect CC to come back out for the seventh. And mainly because he's been so good this year, I almost didn't want him to because he was so great at that point. But here's what I'm going to say. Here's why I can't stand Yankee fans. Here's why. Because Shreve's ERA going into that game last night was, what, 0.75? Yeah. Something like that, right? So, what does Boone do? He goes to chase him Shreve in a, f- what was it, 5, five nothing? nothing? Okay, he's going to a guy who has a 0. 0.75 ERA in a 5 nothing game. And the game gets out of hand They end up tying the game, and all we hear on Twitter is Boone sucks at managing this bullpen, Shreve's a bum, Shreve sucks, can't believe he'd bring Shreve in, right? But then these are the same people who sit there and say, a manager needs to go with his hot hand. A manager needs to go with his gut. A manager needs to put in a guy who's been hot, not a guy who's been hot in the past. So what's chasing Shreve at that point with his .75 ERA, a piece of garbage in the bullpen? Boone's doing what you want him to do, and it's not like it's a one nothing game; it's a five nothing game.
1: No, I had no problem with Shreve coming in at that point. You so try what, steal, so, you're trying to steal. So what do these people want? They want him to go to Robertson and, instead of Shreve in the seventh. You're trying to steal an inning there. This way, you don't have to exactly, use- exactly. This way you don't have to use one of your big three guys. But Tances came in. It looks like he's starting to find himself a little bit. Definitely. Because 100%. What's he doing? Pitching with his fastball. Yep.
3: All right? Yeah, hitters yep. look completely lost against him again.
1: And we're going to get into what it means to pitch with your fastball in just but a few I, minutes. I, I mean, Jesus Christ.
2: I, it's, it, it's a 5 nothing game, and these guys are attacking Aaron Boone I over it. After I can't. After they just won 13 out of 14 at that time. Listen,
1: every, every episode, I can't come in here and fight the fans, but I... Jesus. I can't do it. Like I we're not going to make it through the entire season. You just have to understand that a lot of fans are going to they're going to be irrational. Like
3: 14 to, they're on a 14 and 1 streak right now. You should be you should be shitting rainbows at this point. That's that's something that comes with, you know, the Yankees have such a large fan base. There's going to be a group that, you know, They don't have a big large big fan base. They have a large fan base because
2: of their success and now that they're relevant again. Now Right. We see the large fan base. We're
1: recording late Saturday evening. The Yankees just, uh, what was the final today? Five to two? Yes. So as of this recording, the Yankees are on a 14 and one streak. You should never, ever, ever complain at all when your team, the team you root for in Major League Baseball has won 14 out of the last 15 games. But yet constantly tweets like today, uh, the second run was allowed when on a ground ball, Walker could have went home, but he decides to take the sure out at yeah. first. You know what? And then we get a tweet from a few people say, well, if Walker knew how to play first base. You get the out at home. No, you don't. Not that late in the game. You take the sure out. Of you're up by four runs. You trade the run for the out there. I'm 100%. sorry. 100%. I'm not. That's a, that's an argument. You're not going to win. And then what? Games.
2: If he threw the ball away, Walker would be the
1: idiot who didn't just take
2: the out at first. Guess
1: what happens yeah. if you don't get the out at home? Now you're creating a big inning. Right. let Especially because Sonny Gray was still pitching. No, this was the bullpen was in. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no you're right. Sonny you're Gray right. Was still pitching. You're right. Yeah, this was in the sixth
2: inning. So you're look, right. you have a guy who's notorious for letting the game get away lately, and you just want to get him as many outs as you could possibly get him. With that kind of lead, Walker made the right choice.
3: All right, so let's finish up. Uh, Did you have something to say, Ray? Just if you look at the pitching over these last oh, fifteen games, let me just read off the amount of runs they've given up in each of these last fifteen. One, 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 three, four, three, three, one, one, two, zero, zero, five, s- six, two. Six yesterday, but that was what, five in the second to last in the, inning yeah, of the game? One yeah. inning.
2: The starting ridiculous. The starting pitching has been abs the bullpen's been great. They've you know they're not gonna be great every single day out, and we've seen that, you know, yesterday and who gave up all those runs the day before that? The five runs. It was a bullpen also, I believe.
1: Uh, oh, no.
2: Tanaka gave
1: up a decent amount, but Green wasn't No, he sharp. brought in Green. and Right. They were charged to, uh, to Tanaka, Tanaka. Yeah, but... Tanaka was charged. Right. but like, he came this, out, bases I mean, this yeah. is like, starting pitching, man. Unbelievable. Jesus. Like, let's finish. Let's wrap up yesterday's game here. Uh... All right, so then it wasn't that so much. Then it was Shreve. It was then after Shreve gave a three home run, the three run home run. Why did he let him face the next batter? Why wasn't Robertson in the game at that point? Yeah,
2: I, I mean, I get it. I personally probably would have had Robertson up, but I, I, I my my biggest problem is that I just don't sit there right now and try and nitpick every little wrong thing I see. I mean,
1: this guy's just trying to let these guys play baseball at this point. But honestly, and I'm I don't like nitpicking and you know, I agree with you that Shreve was the right move there, but As soon as he lets a runner on in that inning, you gotta get Robertson up. We've seen, honestly. Yes, that was, hey, I agree with you. We've seen enough of Chasen Shreve to know who Chasen Shreve is. Chasen Shreve is a guy that can go through these incredible stretches where he pitches to a one year array or sub one year array. (laughs) And then then he completely falls off the face of the earth. So how do we know now he's not turning, he pitched a month great. 0.75 0.75 year right. How do we know he's not reverting back into bad right. Chase and Shreve? And, he, right and now? he probably is, to be honest. So at that point, runner on, Chase and Shreve hasn't earned that type of rope, in my opinion. So after he gives up that three-run home run, you got to go right to David Robertson. Then at that point, you can't play games anymore seeing if Shreve can get out of the inning. Yeah, because what?
3: He, he gave up that three-run home run and then he gave up another base runner, right?
1: Yeah, and then they brought in Robertson and Robertson
3: mm-hmm. gave up the game-tying home run. And I
1: agree with you, okay? My point was that these
2: people sit there and instead of just being like, hey, listen – Boone kind of mismanaged there. I would have done this. I would have done that. Shreve should have been out of the game after the three-run home run. Boone kind of dropped the ball there. Okay. I agree with you. He probably should have been out of the game. But instead of that, the mentality becomes, this guy doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. This guy sucks with the bullpen. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Shut up. Your team just won 13 out of 14 on the brink of winning another game. Shut up. Sit there, enjoy the game, and stop finding reasons to be negative.
1: Please. I had somebody who's a Toronto Blue Jays fan tweet me today and say, wow, your fans are really complaining about a 14-1 stretch right now? Yeah, it, it's unbelievable.
3: Yeah, there was a guy on the radio on my way here today. He was ripping Sanchez because he couldn't uh, well, stop those Chapman With Kim Jones? Balls. Yeah.
2: Kim Jones. I was just about to say, I'm listening to Kim Jones before. Kim Jones. She, She's I, 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 I like actually, him. you can check my phone. I tried calling in 84 times. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You can check my phone. I'm, I'm not good. kidding. 84 times I tried to get through, and I couldn't, but I wanted to say this. Gary Sanchez, everyone wants him. So the guy called, and he goes, I think Romine should at least play fifty percent of the games. Yeah, okay. Okay. So here's what so here's what you're doing. Okay. Here's what you're doing (laughs) at that point, okay? Here's what you're doing. You are sitting a guy fifty percent of the games who needs more work behind the plate, who is going to be in the lineup, D H or not, in the World Series. So you want him to sit 50% of the games, but your goal is to make it to the World Series, and then you're just going to throw him behind home plate in the biggest games of the year when you're in a National League park? Right. Okay? That's the mentality of people. You know, he's great, but he just can't be behind the plate. I'd bench him, DH him most games. Okay, so then who sits? Gardner? Because Gardner's cold. You're just going to sit him, play Stanton out there. Maybe we'll sit Stanton from now on. Well, I'm surprised the fans didn't stop their wave today to boo him after he struck you out. Jesus Christ. I couldn't listen to the game. I watched every pitch. I couldn't listen. I couldn't hear. I had to watch on my phone. But I was actually going to text and ask if the stadium was booing Stanton at all.
1: No, they didn't. I'm shocked.
2: Shocked after his leadoff double in the ninth last night (laughs) to pretty much win that game for this team. I'm shocked they didn't boo him today.
1: So Alexia Gundo makes his return to the major leagues last night. I think it was the first time he pitched in two years. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I was gonna say I walks hadn't in seen the go ahead run. I Ju- walked in Judge go ahead run. Good seeing there. him again. Yeah, right? yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> then Chapman comes in and the guy is throwing gas. One hundred and one, one hundred and two, but he's a little wi- A little wild. And then, honestly, you called into the second one into question on Sanchez, but. The guy's throwing 102 miles an hour. You're expecting it in one location, and it winds up in a completely different location.
3: I think that honest, last pass ball, uh, the one that they tied the game, didn't that slam the umpire right, the right in the, the mass, face? <laughs> right yeah. in the face. Imagine that. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, but he was expecting that ball in the inside corner. It winds up high over the, mid- over the middle of the plate. It's not an 89 mile an hour. It's 102 miles an Listen, hour. This is I don't care if you With you're, movement. Look, honestly, I don't care if you're friggin' Barry Allen. You <laughs> don't have those types of reflexes to make... Nobody has those types of reflexes to make that play. Barry Allen's the flash,
2: Chris. I don't care. Listen, <laughs> here's pretty much what I texted you last night. Um Chapman needs to be better. You can't throw 102 and be that sporadic. You can't, okay? It's gonna happen, but... You just can't be that off. However, Sanchez has caught him enough now to know that that could possibly happen. And I'm not saying that Sanchez should have definitely caught that ball, but Sanchez looked like he was in a different country when that ball was thrown.
1: That ball came at him so fast. I understand. Had no time to react I understand. I understand, but he shouldn't
2: have been that off. You still have to expect that, that Araldis Chapman, who throws 100 to 102 miles per hour, can be off. You can't look that lost on it. I'm sorry. You can't I look disagree that delayed. You, on that. you
1: can't look that delayed. If you're setting up on the inside corner and he throws the ball in the other batter's box, how are you supposed to expect that? Hey, you have to be better. You have to be better. You have, I've, you have to at least put some leather on that ball. But that ball, it's, I'm, um, but it's a different reaction time when that ball's coming in that fast. I don't know. Maybe it's because. You know, you want to jump on the bandwagon? No, and no, Gary no, Sanchez. no, no, no. Those were I risers.
2: defend. Those were high. I defend Gary till I'm blue in the face.
1: And have you seen all of a sudden now the movement? Chapman's getting on? that, yeah, that pitch. He he's, ended.
2: The, he's starting. It's to, almost like a two seat. Nah, he's starting to put pressure, uh, more pressure on his uh, middle finger.
1: <laughs> They're talking about the Houston Astros using pine tar down there, and when then he's <laughs> down there, he's throwing a <laughs> wiffle ball pitch, 102 yeah. miles an yeah, hour. He was. And then you're almost saying to yourself, like, maybe it's just something. <laughs> he
2: he really, I know he struggled and gave up a run last night, but he looks so, I'm so confident with him coming into games now. I am now. never confident with him. No, no. <laughs> I'm confident with him, man. He
1: never, even when he's got his A-plus stuff, he never makes it easy it on him. doesn't you. matter. I'm just confident. All right. So, you know, a couple of wild pitches. Indians tied the game. And then here we go. Stanton starts the inning off with the leadoff double. Um, and then Miguel Andujar comes through as the hero of the game again. Like we said, again, when Glaber Torres had the uh, big hit in Houston, not the most well-struck ball, but great, great piece of hitting that. He took that slider, was up and away a little bit, and he just deposited it right in right field where nobody was standing. That is what I think is the word I'm looking for, excites you the most about Torres and Andujar. They're not always... Yeah, Torres takes big swings, and we know Miguel Andujar is up there swinging from his heels. But two, they got good—they got a good two-strike approach, and Andujar has shown the ability to go the other way, shorten up with two strikes, which makes you—which sh- shows you the sign of a really, really good hitter. Go back to that
2: at bat from last night and watch his first couple swings. And in my head, I'm going, "Jesus Christ!" You man, thought he was going to strike this out? This guy's trying to hit the ball 600 feet. He's got the helicopter swing around his head. And I'm like, come on, man. We just need a base hit. You need to relax. And it's just like, it's just like he's a veteran. He gets up there. He takes a deep breath, shortens his swing and pokes the ball in the perfect spot to win the game. And they talked about it. Torres is the same way. These guys are playing with their eyes open and they are learning every single pitch. They are adapting every single pitch. You might fool them once, but you're not going to fool them twice. And that. Like you just said, is what makes a brilliant hitter in, in the major I've leagues.
1: never seen a major league manager speak of a kid in such glowing terms as Aaron Boone speaks of Glaber Torres. We got a cute little nickname for Boone. We call him the Booner, and when I said it to you last night, Booner's got a Booner for Glaber he's got a Booner for Glaber, man, and so do i i got a, I got a Booner for <laughs> Glaber also he I looks think we all do. He's not a natural second baseman, but he makes it look so easy out there. He's, he's a, effortless. He, he's an effortless fielder.
2: And you know what? That's a great point because you don't even think about it. You don't even think about where he's playing right he now. He
1: wasn't even playing second base he's, when they
2: called him up. He's, you don't even think about it that he's not a natural second baseman. That's not his first position. And he, the the kid is – you know, I hate to compare anyone to Cano because A, Cano is lazy in my opinion and – B, he's not on this team anymore, so I don't even want to think about him. But the way this kid feels, he reminds
1: you of Robinson Cano. I forget that Robinson Cano's in the league until the Seattle Mariners play the Yankees. <laughs> it's crazy. No one even talks yeah, about he's him. He's sitting
3: over 300, too. Cano. Wow. Like he's having a good Outside year. Outside of his
1: first year or two, maybe with Seattle, he's been pretty much Robinson Cano. But he doesn't. That's what I said. Take your $200 million, whatever that's it was. That's exactly what we said when we went to the game, right? You said it. You said it that day when he signed that contract. I said, "Take your money and go play in obscurity, because that's exactly what's going to happen." You said that these guys take the money to go
2: to a smaller market team, and then no one even hears of them mm-hmm. anymore. But anyway, I mean, Torres has that type of effortless uh, fielding ability at second base. He just
3: doesn't he? Doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't look like
2: you know he's not ready. He looks like a seasoned veteran. Just the way he composes himself the way he's been adjusting to pitchers um could the league
1: eventually figure these kids out yeah but i think they're smart enough to keep adapting you remember in high school when uh when you or one of your friends would make out the hottest girl in school and then you'd be walking around with this big grin on your face that's what boone reminds me of when he's talking about glaber torres really it's that <laughs> bad <laughs> is this serious <laughs> Are they Facebook official? Uh, I think it's. I think Booner's got it, uh, it as it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but nice win for the Yanks last night. Uh, again, like Kay said, Cup Day. I guess they tried to give the way a game away a couple of times, and uh, you know they came away with the win. And then today, Trevor Bauer is just dominating the Yankees, and then all of a sudden he just couldn't find the plate. He walked. What was it? De- three or four guys in that. In uh, what was that? The fifth inning. The th- yeah, they, knows the those fifth, 3 in the 5th. They had one, they had
2: four runs on one hit. And four runs to add on one
3: hit to what Chris was saying uh about everybody and how many uh pitches like Torres and Andujar have been taking. How about Romine today? He was down 0-2 yeah, in the that that count. A great at bat bases to, loaded, yeah. bases loaded in the 5th inning there. 0-2 count. He worked it all the way back and drew a walk.
1: That was after yeah. Lindor finally uh nicked Sunny Gray for a uh, solo home run in the top half and then uh the it was Bauer just imploded on the mound. Don't you feel like
2: these 14 wins, the Yankees have won it differently every single night? Yeah, one night they'll blow out. Oh, yeah, One night they don't score until the ninth. The next night. There's been night, a few of
1: these games where they've been no hit through like five innings. great. Right?
2: But I said that. I said that last... Either last episode or the episode before, this team, this offense will look dead for most of the game. But the truth is, they're facing good pitching during this stretch. So instead of just laying down and dying, they're they're going a couple times through the lineup, and then they're adjusting and they're waking up,
1: and they're starting to put good wood on the ball and they're starting to score runs. The big key to that inning, though, was uh, the double error on Francisco Lindor when yeah, he tried man. to turn double play. Booted the ball, allowed a run to score. And then he threw the ball away trying to get it out at third, which allowed another run to score. So that kind of opened it up for the Yankees a little bit. And then, uh, I mean, the big story we're going to take out of this game is uh, Sonny Sonny Gray. Gray. Yeah, you have to. Six innings, two runs allowed. I believe he struck out seven, and he only walked two, I believe, right? If, uh, Ryan, you want to pull that
2: up? I'll tell you what, the walks. The walks were the most impressive for me.
3: Because 6 innings, 2 runs, 2 walks, 7 strikeouts on 93 pitches. Yeah, he
1: was much more efficient today. He was much had much better command of the strike zone. And you know what? He showed this even though if you look baseline, 6 runs, 2 innings, same as what he did in Houston, much honestly much much better performance today. Definitely. He pitched so aggressively with that fastball. He was hitting 95-96 miles an hour. And again, he, he got into some trouble early on. He had the bases loaded with Either I, I one out was in or, the third inning. With, yeah, was I think there was one out, and, and he, he pitched shut himself down. out of it. He shut it down. He had second and third, uh, and he pitched with one out, I believe, and he pitched around Lindor because he knew Kipnis is in a terrible slump. One and struck him out, and then he got the next guy on a fly out. So, hey man, you know what? We ripped Sonny Gray to shreds for weeks on this show, and we told him—not that he's listening to our show—but we said it. When uh, last week on the, uh, episode 39, right? It was episode... No, 40. Now, 40. 40. You know what? If you lose a 2-1 to game, we're okay with that. Because you know what? We need to see Sonny Gray start pitching like Sonny Gray... Here's what to I
2: like to see, okay?
1: And, you know, he backed... he Not only did he back up a good performance, but he improved upon it, mm-hmm.
2: which... That's exactly what I was going to say, because I like to see this, okay? In his fourth start, this is when things really started to... Kind of, well, his third and fourth starts really started to spiral out of control. His third start of the year, he had th- he had two walks in three innings. Okay, in his fourth start, he had four walks in three and a third. That was the, his,
1: was that the first time they gave him roll mine?
2: No, that was in his fifth start. His fifth start, he had five walks in four and two thirds. That was and the first time they gave him. Yes, real mind. that's okay. what I'm saying. And I was like, you know what? This guy keeps walking people and can't find the, the plate. Then last start before this past one, he has three walks in six innings, which you can live with. He pitched a good game today. Two walks in six innings. So he is, he's. he's Definitely
1: improved two starts ago, and now this start he has improved. And it's not against slouch teams. It did against Houston and the Cleveland Indians, who the Yankees fought in the playoffs last year yep. and who you'd expect them to have to fight in the playoffs again this season. Absolutely. So that's what you like to see about Sonny Gray. He's not getting better against the Tampa Bay Rays. He's not getting better against the Baltimore Orioles. He's getting better playing the two of the four premier teams, if you include the Yankees and Boston, yep. in the American League. Yep. All right, so anything you want to add to these first two games here? No. Look,
2: (laughs) we said it before we started recording, man. This team went on a nine-game winning streak. You couldn't have asked for anything more. And normally after a team goes on a streak like that, yeah, they might take a couple games and lose a couple games and maybe come back down to earth. But this team loses one game, and it was kind of a deflating loss going back to Houston. And the first game you're back there, you just can't score runs. And it was a it could have been very deflating for this team, but no, they came back. They won three consecutive games against Houston and now two against the Cleveland Indians to now be on another five game winning streak.
1: It's unbelievable. I
2: mean, I haven't seen this in, in in forever. This is the first time and Ryan I heard it earlier and Ryan just pulled it up and confirmed it. This is the first time this team has been what are they, thirteen and one or fourteen and one now? They're 14 and one over the last 15 games for the first time since 1998. So, so yeah, we haven't seen this in a long, long time. We haven't. And it's a good feeling. It's a good time to be a Yankee fan right now.
1: Uh, Cohn on the broadcast today said that in 1998, they expected to win every game and, and Paul Neal said it was a shock to them every time they lost. Do you think that these Yankees are feeling that right now? Yeah. I
2: do, I do after this stretch. I do after Boston's, Boston's uh back home. Even if they lose tomorrow, you still take two out of three from the Indians oh, absolutely. after backing up. And listen, and if you can then take two out of three from Boston, you have that feeling.
1: And here's what I'm gonna say because we're gonna come on. I don't know if we're gonna do because we're we're probably gonna miss one of the Boston games for a midweek pod because they're all night games. But this is the real test for the Yankees playing Boston Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because yeah, you're going to play, you're probably going to play Cleveland because that division is so horrible. Cleveland can probably they're run away by with default. It. They're going to probably run away with it by winning 85 games and Houston. Yeah. They'll probably get challenged by the, the angels, but I really, exp- I think they're way too good to not win that division. Absolutely. The real key is the Yankees have to beat boston because that's the team that's going to prevent you from really going to the world series this year because you need to win the division this yes, season. i agree i right. agree so that's the true test for me so you can't even though even if they lost the series after this hot streak you'd, you'd be okay with it but you need to beat. you need to send the message and win this series of boston after boston kind of kicked your ass up in up in fenway the last time they played yeah it wasn't pretty they took one game but it wasn't pretty
3: also have uh, pretty favorable pitching matchups in that series against Boston. I think it's what Pomeranz, Price, and Porcello. Yeah, the so, missing oh, uh, three Ps. Sale and uh, who's who else is uh, uh, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez? And, oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's pitching not really
2: tonight. No, he's he's, yeah, he's pitching, doing. no He's three and zero with a five year ERA.
3: Oh, he has a yeah. high ERA. I saw he was under Now, yeah, his, uh... I
2: saw he was 3-0 today, too, and I was like, wow, he must be <laughs> yeah, having a good click. year. I didn't No, nah, yeah, he's got That's a 5 right. ERA. Cole Hamill's pitching tonight for the Rangers. He's got
1: uh, a low 4 ERA. So. Speaking of Cole Hamill's, real quick before we take a break here, there was a there's a guy that covers the Yankees for uh, the Daily News. Uh, in 2015, I believe, he tweeted, and he said, trade Aaron Judge... And Luis Severino for Cole Hamels. Is that why you texted us that? Yes, do it immediately. <laughs> what could you imagine? If I the love Yanke-
2: the matter-of-fact writers that come out and make. Brian, this. in
1: 2015, thing. maybe it's not such a a landslide. But now, could you imagine if the Yankees, the Yankees had made that trade in 2015? <laughs> Listen, a lot Brian of teams Cashman make those got, tra- a lot of teams make those trades. Brian Cashman would have got fired off of that trade. Oh yeah. Alright, so we're going to take a quick break here, throw it to a sponsor, and then we got, we got a couple of quick, uh, points we want to, uh, get to about, uh, Brandon Drury, which we kind of missed him in our whole and do hard debate yeah. last week, and, uh, just some quick on Gary Sanchez when we return on episode 42 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast.
4: What's up, everyone? I'm Brandon from BrandonRendiniFitness.com, and I am an online fitness coach. My goal is to help you reach your fitness goals, so by purchasing one of my plans, you will receive a personalized meal plan and a workout plan to help you reach your goals. You will have 24-7 access to me for questions, and we would have scheduled weekly check-ins to make sure you're staying on track. What sets me apart is I want to help you find balance. I don't expect you to eat grilled chicken breast all day long. I understand that life happens and you're going to want to eat that piece of cake or that slice of pizza, which is why my plans are perfect for that. To make things more interesting, I am offering a special promo code for NYY Sports Talk listeners. If you purchase any of my plans, you can use the code NYYST and get 10% off. Again, that's promo code NYYST in all capital letters. So head to BrandonRendiniFitness.com today and find the plan that works best for you.
1: All right, we're back, episode 42. Ryan uh, coincidentally wore a Mariana Rivera jersey to
3: the podcast today. Yeah, I didn't even know we were on episode 42. <laughs> uh,
1: last week... Oh, wow. I thought you were making that up. No. He just showed you the, his shirt like 10 minutes I ago. I wasn't paying attention. You literally don't pay attention to anything. Mm-hmm. How do you, your kids not burn the house down? <laughs> Jack might soon. Kid cried for
2: 40 minutes over pickles today. Pickles? I gave him a piece of a pickle and he just cried until I gave
1: him I thought four. you were talking about Sonny Gray because that's his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Kid ate four pickles. <laughs> four? Four of them. Were they bread and butter? No. I hate bread and butter pickles. They were the sandwich ones. Oh. Like the long skinny yeah. ones? Yeah. My favorite. He just rips into those? Rips them. That's right. I had a barbecue here last year and you ate two jars of pickles. Love pickles.
3: <laughs> big, big pickle family. He likes
1: pickles in his mouth. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: I like the big thick ones.
1: <laughs> Losing viewers as we speak. Anyway, let's get back on track here. Uh and the whole Andu the great Anduhar debate last week, and by the way, one hit complete game shutout sixteen K's for Garrett Cole on Don't Friday care. night. Don't care. Just saying. The Yankees will a walk
3: off base hit by Anduhar. The <laughs> Yankees won fourteen out of fifteen, so
1: I'm just saying. Okay. Tom- you keep well, saying you know that. what? Okay. Since
3: we started this conversation, Garrett Cole struck out another 25. <laughs> <hours. laughs>
1: yeah, you know, tomorrow's a big game because uh, that's Domingo Herman's start for Jordan Montgomery. So we're going to see how badly the Yankees need is mm-hmm. a starter here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't agree with that? Um, the fallacy of the predetermined outcome. Yeah. The fallacy <laughs> of. Uh... All right. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to insult you anymore. Okay. Uh,. So in the great Anduhar debate, we were supposed to bring up Brandon Drury, but we never really did. But I um, saw some tweets out there that said that some things about Drury that got me thinking here. And you know, bounce it around over here a little bit. There's no way in hell that Miguel Anduhar is losing this job when Brandon Drury is ready to come back. better not. He better not. I better
2: not even be close. Better not even be talked about. Not even, not even discussed, not
1: even thought. I think, are we all in agreement on that? Yes. That he yes. should not lose that. All right, so w- what do you do with Brandon Drury then? I don't give a shit. Get rid of him. I don't care. <laughs> don't be illogical right now. I'm not being illogical. Yeah, to say you don't give a shit, just get rid of him is Because being the way you're
2: asking the question is,
1: is ridiculous. No,
2: it's me. not. What do we
1: do? What, what do we do with do... him?
2: I don't care whatever they need to do. Can they find room for him on the bench?
1: Fine. But I don't care. This is a guy that they went out and they tried I for two care. years trading for. I don't care. And now Miguel, I don't care. Right, nor you know should what? anybody. All right, this show's over. I'm done. So
2: don't. So don't ask it that way. What
1: do you want me? How do you don't want me to ask, ask you? me?
2: What are we going to do with Brandon Drury? No, ask it in a sense of, okay, he's obviously not going to get his job back. So do you think the Yankees will make room for him on the bench? I right,
1: jackass. Do you think the Yankees will make room for him on the bench? I don't know
2: maybe not if walker is going
1: to get hot now right who, uh walker who he's had better at bats in the past couple of days he really
2: has he's looking good and here's what i'll say about walker i'm going to defend him a little bit right now he's had better at bats and he's putting he's putting the bat on the ball he's had some nice base hits but he's also really have his at bats have been uh bigger impact when he when he walks lately He's been having some pretty big walks. Yeah, that have no, gotten, late, in,
1: late in the game, yeah. man,
2: setting up rallies. So, so you know what? Listen, I'm not saying I don't like Brandon Drury, and I'm not saying that Brandon Drury not a, you know, might not be a, might be a great baseball player. I don't know. All I'm saying is Brandon Drury had issues for the last six years that he didn't tell anyone about, and I'm happy he's better. I hope he's healthy, but. If you want to come here and then all of a sudden say, hey, by the way, I've had migraines for six years and blurred vision, so uh, I might want to go get that checked out now. I'm not going to have sympathy for you. I'm not saying that. I don't su- care what the Yankees do with him, and I don't think the Yankees care what they're going to do with him right I now. I think you're absolutely incorrect on that. They don't care what they're going to do with him. <laughs> How could you care about something like that right now? Why do you think he's still sitting in the minor leagues? Because apparently from... Because
1: you think he's not ready? Because he's tearing the cover off the ball, isn't he? No, uh, there was still a few things that they wanted to work out with him. Oh, right. Well, what's that? What are those few things? That they needed him to play in
2: back-to-back games. Oh, okay. Okay. It sounds to me like they're delaying him coming up to the major leagues because they don't give a shit well, they about their, him right yeah, now. You
1: know what? They have 30 days to bring
2: him up. So Okay, and they're going to take all 30. I'll tell you that. So don't sit here and tell me the Yankees don't give a, give a crap about him because clearly they don't. Because if they did, he'd be up here by now.
1: Because if you have the ability to stretch this out, then I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. But it's not that they don't care about him. It's not like they hope he goes away and just takes his – is bag and go home. If they can be in a position
2: right now to say, okay, let's, let's let uh, Drury stay down for the full 30 days because right now I just don't know where I'm going to put him, that's a good thing. They're not sitting there going, we need
1: him back right now. All right, but here's what the issue is. I think he's only played eight games, and I think they wanted him to play – at least maybe another week's worth of games. This is what I'm I'm gathering. Whether yeah. whether you think it's because they're trying to avoid having to call him up or whatever, but this is what it is. In those games, he has not played another position besides third base. So that either leads you to believe one of two things. One, they maybe they really don't know what they're going to do with him because wouldn't logic tell you if he's going to do this rehab – Play Maybe play a little second base. Play a little first base. Maybe get him an outfielder's glove. Right. Or this team does not see Miguel Andujar as a long-term solution at third base. There's been a lot of talk that all
2: Andujar is doing right now is upping his trade value for a starting pitcher. And that's, you know, that's not something I'm okay with. I'm just not. <laughs> that you don't have success like this on this team and then just tell me you're going to trade this guy. You don't, you, you don't do that.
1: All right. You're not argu- when the team is playing this well, your argument. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think now that he's here and he's, you know, he's meshed well into this team and he's playing well. You don't, you can't trade him Now, if he was in the minor leagues and tearing the cover off the ball, then yeah, different trade him. story. But this is what you keep saying that the Yankees will go out and get themselves a starting pitcher at the deadline. The Yankees are going to, if the Yankees are going to make a significant move for a starting pitcher, which is what they really need to do and not get another Jaime Garcia type. They're going to need to trade somebody of real value. Frazier. Does he have real value right now? Clint Frazier.
2: Yes, he does. Clint Frazier was traded. Uh,
1: for Andrew Miller? Two years ago. I don't care. Has his value dipped in two years? No. I think it
3: has a little bit.
1: Why? I think it has. Why? What do you mean, why? Because you saw him on the major league level okay, last year. Okay, he didn't suck. He didn't suck, but he was Might wasn't not have great. been ready,
2: but who cares? I mean, if the guy, that's the type of guy who can tear it up in AAA and still have just as much value. But you can't have Tyler Wade come up here and look the way he looked and then tell me he's going to gain value in AAA because he was completely lost. No, you're Clint not was, a significant Clint,
1: player for Tyler Clint Wade. Frazier,
2: no, I know. That's what I'm saying. But what, I, what I'm telling you is I'm trying to fight my other argument where I said Tyler Wade can't gain any value in AAA. I said that a few weeks ago, and it's because he looked absolutely, entirely lost in the major leagues. Clint Frazier did not. Clint Frazier had some big hits. Some big home runs. He showed promise. He works hard. He he he, he hustles. And he's a great fielder. And he, the kid can clearly hit. He was just not fully ready. So he's the type of guy who can truly gain value in A this
1: year. He's officially off uh, concussion protocol. He's yeah, no longer on I, I a rehab. That. And he was optioned to AAA. So he's that. back... You know, he's officially back. He's no longer on a rehab assignment. So that's what the Yankees decided to do with him. So
2: if Clint Frazier is batting three fifty with 25 home runs come uh, August, 20 home runs well, come you... August in AAA, you better believe he's still got the same value as he did. Well, he has to be traded before August. Well, whatever, July, before the deadline. You know what I mean. Okay?
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think his value... Dipped a little bit, though, because he didn't look great when he was in the majors, but I don't think it's not insurmountable for him to improve it back up to where it once was. I don't he think he can saying- headline
1: a pa- – look, he headlined the package for Andrew Miller in 2016. I don't think he can headline a package anymore. I'm not saying he can't net you something significant in return if you put – you need to make the pieces around him better in that package now, whereas in, in 2016, you didn't have to if you wanted to trade him – The pieces around him didn't have to be as good because he had more value back then. Okay, in 39 games
2: in 2017 with the Yankees, he had... Oh,
1: really? Because I thought he played for the Orioles last year. I
2: meant with the Major League Club, okay? Four home runs, 17 RBIs, and he batted two thirty one.
1: That's not terrible. No, it's not terrible, but he struck out a bunch of times. He did. He he did he did but
2: i don't think that killed his value in 39 no, games you weren't
3: asking did it kill his value you were saying did it dip his value yes I, I i'm not saying agree. He's,
1: he has no i didn't say he was worthless i'm saying did it kill his value uh, not kill, dip dip his value yes it did he's no longer probably considered an a plus yeah. prospect can you can get we- an andrew
3: miller type at this point in time for a clint Frazier? okay that's fair
2: but can we both can we all agree all three of us agree that if he kills it in the minor leagues this year doesn't see a day in the major leagues but absolutely destroys it in AAA that his value is back to f- to
3: full force maybe okay just about it, maybe not completely back there cuz it is 2 years later but yeah I mean if he looks good in the minors then he's going to be worth a lot so that's the guy
2: that's the guy you're trading that's the guy who's headlining the package. And if you can't headline a package and get someone back for him, uh, I don't think it's worth giving up anyone else.
3: Bumgarner.
2: No. It, it, let me tell you something. If the Yankees even sniff that deal with with Clint it. Frazier, Florial, whoever else, they are absolutely no, that's way the biggest I'm idiots sorry. I've ever seen. Bumgarner, if that's what it's going to take to get him – Please, leave him in San Francisco. You
1: know what? I think Ryan said, would you do Frazier and Chance Adams for Bumgardner? Hell yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. 100%. But no, I'm not going to give up two. Florial and Andujar also? Absolutely no. not. Sorry.
2: And you know the Giants are going to ask for Andujar. You know they're going to ask for Clint Frazier. And you know they're going to ask for Florial because they can. But Bumgarner is not the same player anymore. It's not it to the same like, pitcher. Let me
1: put it to you like this: If the Yankees had to trade either Torres or Andujar, Andujar—that's the guy you trade, one hundred percent. So, just to wrap up the Drury debate here, what 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 is your take if the Yankees are playing him at third base because that's where he's going to play, and and when he's when he's finally ready, Andujar is going to Triple A or he's going—I'm being completely honest with you—and you want like.
2: I'll put my emotions aside real quick and just be completely honest with you. Yeah. I'm very scared that he's going to come back and the Yankees are going to put him at third base. I really could see that happening. I think
1: it's more than everyone
2: is going to flip out and everyone should flip out.
1: But that is what I truly think is going to happen. He, if Brandon Drury comes back and they, in, and- Institute him right away at third base. He's got to be Wade Boggs. He yeah. <laughs> better be better than that. Let me tell you
2: something. Everyone who goes to the stadium. He's got to be better than a Hall of Famer? Yep. <laughs> yep. Everyone who goes to the stadium, if that happens, just the entire game should boo. For everyone, just boo. The entire game. DD hits a three run home Don't run. care. Just keep booing. Just keep booing through. Don't spend a Aaron dime. Judge, Don't Judge, care. Uh, boo. Don't get, care. Just keep booing. He delivers a baby and then, you know in Hatfield. After boom. that, after that, after a week of jury playing, everyone should stop going to the games, right? Because that's going to happen. Because that is all politics at that point. That is all BS. I want my guy at third base because Andujar has done more than he had to to earn that
1: spot.
3: I, I'm not more than I'm he not had okay
1: to. with it. But I'm telling you to be prepared for it. I, I just, I just told you to positives. be prepared for it.
3: I don't see the positive value over the negative who's value. Who's the boss of the New
2: York it?
1: Yankees? Brian
3: Cashman. He wants to
1: look right. He wants to look Who's right. Who's his guy? Brandon okay. jury All right. If you were in that same position, you might be thinking the same thing. Nope. So, no, I don't have an ego like that. I can
2: I can swallow my you're pride. You're also
1: not the judge. General- You're also not the general manager in your Yankees, which I, I'm going to assume need you need a big ego to fill that role. <laughs> and I'm not – listen,
2: real quick, I'm not bashing Brian Cashman. I absolutely love Cashman. I think he's a genius. But if he lets his ego get in the way of this decision, that's just poor management in my opinion.
1: Well, here, just real quick before we move, wrap up the show with a little quick Gary Sanchez chatter. It's interesting. It just popped in my brain that you said this. His ego – Hicks is not really playing well. Do you think his ego, his because he's a, Hicks, Hicks is his guy. He's he's getting the run here, and we don't see Clint Frazier up at the major league level right now. Mm, not quite yet. If you want to ask me that
2: question, maybe in another few weeks. And he's still hitting two thirty. Yeah, then then maybe I'd say yes. And if and if Frazier stays hot in the minors, yeah. All
1: right, fair, fair enough. enough. All right, last topic here we're going to discuss on. Uh, the pod today Gary Sanchez uh Ryan you know, 205 let me get 205 batting average he's got what nine homers and 27 ribs
3: he has 20 uh I
1: think you said 27 uh,
3: this this says 4 here so no, that's well, not, he I happens. know that's not right uh according to baseball reference He's got... Oh, wait, that was because I'm on Brennan Drury's page. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, according to baseball reference here, Gary Sanchez has nine home runs, 28 RBIs, and a 205 batting average. So, without straining my brain here, it puts him basically on path for 40 home runs and about 120 runs batted in. But if he continues to hit 205 with that type of run production, are you okay with him batting 205? Yes. Just that simple? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm,
2: I'm the type of person who, who does strip the game down like that. It's part of the reason why I didn't agree with Altuve winning MVP last year. I mean, Judge destroyed him in run production. There's nothing more valuable than a player who produces runs for your team. I'm sorry. There's just nothing more valuable than that. Gary Sanchez isn't here to have a high batting average.
1: No, he's he's hit two ninety nine and two seventy. No, I you'd, hold I'd, on. I'd
2: assume you'd like them to hit higher than two hundred five. What I, I was also going to say that the only thing that would bother me about his two hundred five is that we know he's capable of hitting three hundred. So that's the only thing that would bother me. But ultimately, he's not here to have a high batting average. If he wants to have a two hundred batting average. But hit me forty home runs and have one hundred and twenty RBIs, I will sign up for that every season. He's a Yankee. You know he's gonna get killed, hitting two hundred five. Just all but, anybody. But, but here's my point. I mean, who cares? I don't care if he bats a hundred. You want to give me forty home runs and one hundred and twenty RBIs? I don't care if all. I,
1: I, I don't care what you bat. I don't care about a batting average. So if he goes 40 for 600 in the season and all 40 hits are home runs... Cool with me. <laughs> cool with me, man. I don't care. You're batting...
2: You're putting in 120 RBIs. How many other players on the team are going to have 120 RBI? How many?
1: Maybe two. With uh, this
2: team, maybe three or four.
3: But in a in a standard team, maybe one other, if you're lucky. Sanchez has three more home runs than singles this year. <laughs> He has nine home runs. And when I, and six when, singles. <laughs> that's crazy. And when I said one other guy, I meant
2: one other guy who might have more than 100 RBIs. Not many guys are going to have 120. That still puts you on another level, man. I don't care what you're batting. You give me 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. That's all I care about. What? 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 If you had 20 more singles on the year, you'd have a much better season? I don't care. You're, pro- you're clearly producing when runners are on base, right? That's all I
1: care about. As long as uh, he hits them when they count, which he seems to be doing. Absolutely. So the batting average would mean nothing to you if he continues on his current pace hitting 205, but he jumps those numbers up to about 40 and 120. Fine with me, man. All right. That's, uh, that's the take from Mr. Chris.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So... uh you know, Saturday night here. Uh, Yanks got to finish up with Cleveland tomorrow. Herman, uh, no Kluber, right? We're missing Kluber this series. I don't know who's pitching for the Indians tomorrow. And then uh, day off, and then three versus the Boston Red Sox. That's that's the biggest. Uh, that to me, as we said earlier in the show, that's the biggest series out of this whole stretch here. Got to, got to, got to take two out of three from Boston to really put the stamp on this winning streak. Yeah. And it's funny when they embarked on this stretch playing all these playoff teams, and I said to you, this team really needs a fourteen and two stretch. And I and I said, There's no there's no way that they're gonna be able to pull this off playing this caliber of opponent. And here we are. They are on a 14 and one stretch right now. Do you want like honestly does it do people? Even if they, even when you wake up Monday morning, and you hit play on this podcast, and they loot and they let's say they had lost Sunday night to go, even to go fourteen and two. But let's take it where we are in live time right now to to go fourteen and one in fifteen games. Do, do people understand how hard it is to accomplish? It hasn't that?
2: been done in twenty years by this team.
1: Twenty years for twenty years, I was a winner at North Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's only an inside joke yeah. to, PV who play, uh, to people who play Pacific Valley baseball. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, going against Hermann tomorrow is Mike Clevenger, also known as the kid from uh, Days Then Confused. He looks just like that pitcher. Oh, you know he? what?
2: I'm not okay with them losing tomorrow. He's, wow. he's
3: actually having a great year so far. 2-0 and with a 2.82 ERA.
2: Yeah, not really. 38 innings pitched.
1: I'm not okay with them losing tomorrow. I want to win. <laughs> I want to win, but I mean, are you really going to be upset if they don't? I won't be upset, but I do want them to win.
2: I want them to go into Boston yeah. 15 and 1 in their last 16.
0: Yeah. All right. So, All right.
1: you know, just we'll be back uh I probably won I think we're gonna, we should do uh, maybe Thursday. I think we'll have to do Thursday this way we can at least get the first two games of the uh the Boston series in before uh we take it into the weekend. So mm-hmm. we'll be back sometime during midweek. Probably record Thursday again for Friday release. All right, as always, head to nyysportstalk.com. Check out the shop tab. Again, Mallory's Army, the uh, All Rise Above Bullying t shirt or fundraiser that's still going on. Uh, pick up some merch. Also, use the code NYYST at checkout, NYYST20 at checkout for 20% off. Uh, our Ron Guidry, uh, uh, Interview still up there So if you didn't check that out Please check that out Gary Phillips of FanRag uh, Is actually joined the team this week in, Great uh, article by Gary So that. definitely go check that out Gary should be joining us sometime next week Yeah we I'll, I'll reach out to him He couldn't make it today He's going to come on He's
2: going to try and come on simultaneously With his articles being released but... So
1: uh, we got all that going on Follow the crew on Twitter At Rye underscore myyst At Junior underscore myyst. At NYYST Podcast, the main account, uh, at NYY Sports Talk, uh, Ryan, you wanna say any parting words? Nope. Alright, so, uh, until we, uh, speak again, Chris!
4: I kinda like
1: you. Say goodbye. <laughs>